Hi, I'm Hera. And I'm Aisha. And we are the Mocha Single Mothers by Choice, or SMCs. Like you, as SMCs, we decided to become mothers knowing we'd be the sole care provider and parent of our children, at least at the outset. And the Mocha is for Black. We discuss being SMCs from an intentionally Black lens. You'll connect with all the interesting and fun things about this non-traditional path. Like how you decide which sperm to use, the cold, hard truth of fertility, your reality of dating as a single mother who doesn't have a co-parent to rely on for occasional childcare, and what it's actually like to parent as an SMC. This is the Mocha Single Mothers by Choice podcast. This is our season two episode of da-da-da dating. This is a hot topic that we did an episode about this in season one, but I feel I feel like we have more to talk about, right, Aisha? Like we're just not done. <laughs> we are not done. And we we dipped our toes back into dating. And so now we've got some fresh, hot new content. Yeah. So how's it going for you? Like it's been, I don't know, it's been like at least four months since we did the last episode. And I know at that point we were kind of both just setting up our profile and like not really sure how things were going. And at that point, you were all still nursing. So <laughs> since then. What's the progress in the last four months for for your dating situation? Well, I think I stopped nursing. So I feel like I got I got back to me and I got my body, you know, back to where I feel confident and like it's my own and that I won't be dribbling milk all over the place. Which is super um, important because that would be super awkward. Yes. But <laughs> I have had conversations with suitors, letting them know the situation that, you know, that could happen. And so I'm super curious, like how do guys react when you're like, so there could be some milk spillage. (laughs) Well, the way I've approached the conversation was, yeah, I I have something to share, you know, when we get to that point and they're like, oh gosh, no, no, no. Tell me now. Tell me now. Oh no. See that's the, that you can't say it like that. Cause then they're thinking like, oh, are you really a guy? Like what's going on here? But I, I get I get slightly tickled um, from that because the, <laughs> the guys that I tell, you know, I've had more than a few conversations with over a couple of months. And so um, so it, it 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 is kind of like that borderline between hmm, I'm, I'm super curious, you know, and what have you. So. So, yeah, so it's gone. It's gone fairly well. They'll let me know that, you know, whether they've had a partner in the past who had been nursing or if not. And they're just like, OK, like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's been, it's been um, pretty cool. Uh, And then I set up my profile on one of the dating platforms and I dipped my toe in swiping right on quite a few (laughs) suitors. And so wait, wait, back up, back up. So for the women out there who are just dipping into the pool, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with like the men's profile in a minute, but like, my question to you is that when you were setting up your profile, like what sorts of things did you want people to know about you? Like, what do you want to shine through your profile? Well, first, let me take a step back, right? So I had a dating profile set up um, prior to having my second daughter. And so then I realized after having my first I had only taken mommy and me selfies. So mm. the photos I had out there were older still look like me, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I like fine wine, I think. Black don't crack. <laughs> and so, but I do realize that, you know, my body has changed. There's no longer a six pack. There's a bit of pudge. So I'm like, I'm out here catfishing dudes. So I need to, yeah. <laughs> pictures. 
So I made well, it also with a selfie, like you can't get your whole body in there. Right. So like, but you know what, if I had kept my selfie and just cropped out, you know, the child's head and kept the arm, I would be like the dudes that are out there. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Random body parts. Just <laughs> or just, you know, head. put, put an emoji on your kid's face and you'll right? be good. <laughs> right. And be like, this is not my kid. All right. <laughs> so first thing I did was get some updated photos. So I'm not catfishing dudes. And then um, what I put on my, my, my profile is like, you know, pretty much just actually let me pull it up while I have it. <laughs> awesome. Um, I, I kept it pretty simple. Yeah. I just kept it pretty simple. You know, I enjoy people. I'm curious about people just want to laugh and have a good time. Um, so this is one thing that has gotten me a lot of questions the, in the, what are you looking for a section? I mm-hmm. put, I'm looking for a casual. And so they just think you're trying to hook up. Right. And I'm like, no, I'm looking to casually date because I might have an hour here, two hours there. And I, yeah. I got questioned on that a few times, but we'll get into that later. Well, but- so I guess that's an interesting thing though, because I feel like things are, th- what's really hard about these profiles is that you don't have that much space. Right. And then when there's all this, like my basic info, Uh you know, something as simple as what are you looking for can be interpreted so many different ways. Like for me, I put don't know yet. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I'm like confused about what I want. My thing is, I'm just like, I'm not going to say I want a relationship when I don't know if I'm going to find somebody who's relationship potential. right? Right. And what I think is really strange is the dudes that are like, marriage I'm like really on a dating app you're thinking like you're you're like coming out from jump with marriage like yeah if you meet someone that's really awesome Mm -hmm. and you have an amazing relationship maybe it will lead to that but like it just seems really weird but do you think it's sincere because I think that they're putting in some ways it I think in some ways it is because like one thing that I have found is interesting is the dynamic between if someone has kids and the way that they date versus someone who doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed a trend with like men who are like in their late thirties pushing 40 and don't have kids yet and want them. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because it's like, I see parallels between like what women do perhaps at like the end of their twenties when they're all like pressed. Mm -hmm. And so I do think some men are like feeling rushed And they can't necessarily as easily go out and like make the decision that we made to become, you know, single parents by choice. You know, it's possible, right? Like they could go and adopt or they could get a surrogate or what have you, or, or perhaps find somebody who's willing to casually co-parent with them, which (laughs) just so you know, I'm not suggesting because I feel like that could get super messy, super fast. But I do think there's loads of men out here who are actually looking for a baby mama, which is awkward. And, and I think it's also why on my profile, I put have and don't want more with yeah. kids because I don't want to be baiting and switching someone who's thinking like, well, technically she can have more babies. Yes, I am still technically probably in the fertile age. However, I'm not trying to have more babies. Well, I am not so, in the fertile age and don't come with some some dreams of grandeur that I'm yeah. going to be coming out with babies. But the thing is, Hara, is that regardless of what you put on your profile, guys are uh, appear to be attracted to what they see physically and not yeah, they don't read it most of them no, because I will have people that are like yeah you know I'm looking to settle down have kids want more and I'm like my profile clearly says have kids mm-hmm. don't want any looking for something casual and then it's just like oh yeah looking for long walks on the beach 
you know, hand holding with my partner. And I'm like, dude, we don't, we do not want the same things. And so (laughs) (laughs) anyway, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. It's interesting though. Like, and it's interesting though, that when men say they want kids, I do think that there are some men that genuinely do, like we said, right. Mm -hmm. But there are also those guys, you know, I look at their profile. I'm like, dude, you're pushing 50 and you have, you don't have kids, but you want them. Like, are you for real? I don't think you're for real. I think you just want to date the 20 year olds who still are in the childbearing age who want kids. Like, because I can, I can sort of believe it with the guys who are in their thirties. I can be like, okay, maybe they just haven't met someone yet and still want babies, but not when you're pushing 50. And they don't even want to date the 20 something. They just want to sleep with the 20 something. That's what the whole Mm -hmm. what want kids thing. We, I just want to try into infinity. Yeah. But I also think like, you know, just even based on what we've talked about, when you look at a dating profile on an app, I think you just have to sort of realize that a lot of it is about the physical, you know, because you're not going to necessarily know if anything about this person's profile is for real until you actually talk to them and meet them and get to know them because people will just say what they think women want to hear. Well, and the thing is, so I kept it casual and I explained to the the people who asked me about it. It's just that it is pretty much casual anyway. You know, people are fronting mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm looking for marriage. You're not looking for marriage on day one, right? No. Or you shouldn't be. You shouldn't right? be. You're going to go through a few women, a few profiles, a few dates. So it really is casual. And mm-hmm. you're going to pick up the phone when you want to. You're going to respond or send texts when you want to. So it pretty yeah. much is casual at the very beginning. So let's keep it real and let's call it, mm-hmm. let's, let's call an ace and ace and let's do this. Let's k- keep it casual. And if we find that the stars align and we both want to be in each other's company mutually, then let's do this. But right. at the outset, yeah. And for you to think that it's casual sex, um, that is a really inappropriate. You know, <laughs> that's a leap. But you know that most of the guys who are putting casual, that's kind of what they mean. Well, that's what I they feel like. Mean. That's yeah. But it's like read the room, <laughs> read, read the, the room. room, because I still control <laughs> the trap. Yeah, Whether, you know, you're going to get entry. It's still up to me, regardless of so, what. So okay, so like, have you been on dates, and how have they gone? I have gone on dates. They have been good, you know. I mean, like I said, I keep it casual. I'm genuinely mm-hmm. curious about people. So I will ask questions and it is my time away from my kids. I want to be entertained and entertaining. So I'm going to mm-hmm. just have conversations and it's with an, a fully actualized adult. Physical. Yeah, it feels like a vacation sometimes when it's a good date, even if you like never really want to talk to the person again, but you're just like, okay, you're fun. Yeah, um, good conversation over dessert or coffee, you know, because, you know, that's what I do. I don't want keep to, it casual. <laughs> I don't, don't want to sit down and have a whole dinner. My attention span um, has shortened since I've had kids. And to be mm-hmm. honest, I watch maybe three channels of TV and I just want to laugh. Yeah. How about I you? think it's hard because what I've noticed, I'm an unapologetic snob about certain things. Like I'm an intellectual snob and I know this sounds terrible, but like, I'm not trying to sit down with somebody who has poor grammar and because like I'm one of those people who will just fixate on like something someone says and I'll just be like oh my gosh I can't enjoy this because this is like driving me crazy and I also have 
I think I'm, I'm a pretty witty, humorous person. Mm -hmm. So if somebody has like stupid humor, I'm not going to laugh, but if it's like clever humor, the person will have me laughing all night. And, and that's kind of, you know, what I'm looking for. And I also think that I like a balance between intellectual conversation and humor. I don't like when somebody is like not able to be serious Mm-hmm. at all but just kind of understanding when it's appropriate and when it's not appropriate mm-hmm. i think that the challenge i'm having is that i just i naturally gravitate towards black men because i find black men extremely attractive you know not every black man obviously i'm not like one of those people who's just like every black man's hot because that's not true but i typically you know am more attracted to black men i i'm having a really hard time because Many of the guys that I'm dating just aren't bringing it. You know, I think they're just taking for granted like, oh, you know, you're fun to hang out with. Or in a lot of cases, you know, I'm also struggling with like, do I look for someone who has kids or do I look for somebody who doesn't have kids? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think it's like, it's like no matter which one you date, it's going to come with different set of problems. And I think that the concern that I initially had with dating men who didn't have kids is I was like, Hey, I don't want more. And I'm also really busy. And so I, I need somebody who has a life outside of who they're dating. So either whether that's like friends or kids or like work, whatever it is. Right. But I also want somebody who wants to make time for me, right? Because I think if I dated somebody that I would want to date somebody who was also busy just because there are so many things about my personality that are just, I'm passionate about so many things and I want to date somebody who's also passionate and who's also busy and not boring. But I think that the challenge comes is when you date somebody who has kids, I think sometimes folks will hide behind their kids Mm -hmm. as a reason to kind of lazy date, right? It's kind of like, okay, every other week I get to either take a break. And then when I don't have my kids, I'm going to like while out and become a college kid again. And, and it's interesting because initially I thought to myself, well, I wonder if it's harder to date an SMC. I wonder if people are going to be looking at us, like, when are you going to find time? But I would actually say that it's easier because I don't, I know I have to find childcare. I know I have to come up with creative ways to date, right? Like coffee in the morning or a lunch in the afternoon or find a freaking sitter, you know? And when I do get a sitter or I'm away from my kids, I don't have mom guilt because I'm like, I see these kids all the time, right? Every weekend, not every other Wednesday. And I'm not, I'm not splitting holidays with someone. So in some ways that's a blessing because you know, I can go out this week because I'm going to also have them next week. And I guess I feel for co-parents in a way, because I understand that they probably have some parental guilt potentially wrapped up in the fact that like, okay, when I have my kids for this week, I have to be like all on to just like pile all this love into them in the time that I have them. But I think what's hard for the person on the receiving end of that is that I don't want to date your kid, right? Like I love kids. But the danger is I don't want to fall in love with your kid before I fall in love with you because I've been there and done that. All right. So that's a let's pause there (laughs) and let's rewind a little bit. So dating an SMC versus dating um, a person who is co-parenting. It's Mm -hmm. a hard situation, right? It's we have our kids all day, every day. And that is hard. But it becomes Mm -hmm. 
easy because we know that at the end of the day, my wallet is the thing that is determining whether or not I can date you tonight if I can mm-hmm. get a sleep, right? Versus mm-hmm. someone with a co-parent who kind of sort of has has every other week off consistently mm-hmm. if your co-parent is also a responsible parent and respectful of your time, right? Right. So it's your hard situation. Number two, I think what are you looking for? Right. And so mm-hmm. I said, I think, I think you and I are, are, are looking for two different things, right? You're looking for a relationship. I am mm-hmm. legit looking to keep it casual. And <laughs> Which is awesome. Cause you're honest in your profile. Right? And I, think, <laughs> I think some of the, the guys who you're dating, who you, you say might be using their kids could also be saying one thing. I want mm-hmm. a relationship because they want a good woman, but yeah. they so really their actions and behavior is saying, I want it casual because when I don't have my kids, I want to go buck wild with a person who I find attractive and intellectually mm-hmm. stimulating who can do all of these clubs and lounges and all of this mm-hmm. stuff with me. And that's kind of the superficial surface level that I want to get to. And that is okay. Yeah. But I think as you become an adult, you have to learn to read the room. And if mm-hmm. a situation is not working for the behavior that you're presenting as a guy or as a woman or as a mm-hmm. non-binary, you have to step away from the situation. You have to be mature enough to say, you know mm-hmm. what, I am not what this person is looking for. So I'm going to step away, which is what I and I ended up having to do mm-hmm. with the situation that I was in. I mean, it was very, yeah. I got super busy with stuff and it's just like, I am not here for what this person is looking for. And so Mm -hmm. I'm going to fall back. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely have gotten to that point. Like, you know, I think, I think part of my problem is that, you know, I can be like super attracted to someone, you know, I, I have recently had to step away from a situation that it's fairly clear that we're not looking for the same thing. And I think what's hard is that there's a lot of guys out there who will Pay lip service. They'll be like, oh yeah, like I'm really interested. And I'm not, you know, I'm not out here looking for marriage, right? Like, but I do, I do want somebody who is going to respect me as a person and want to foster a relationship, right? And so, because I'm not looking for something that's casual, if I'm going to put in the time and effort and get emotionally attached, you know, um, because I think there is a big difference between like friends with benefits who like, you're not emotionally attached to the person, you're just out there having fun. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and somebody who you are going to foster a relationship with. So for me, it's like, if I'm, if I'm going to expend that emotional energy, I just want it back. And, you know, I know Aisha, you and I have talked about this before, but sometimes I feel like, and I, and I know this is not, I don't want to like paint all black men with like a sweeping brush. Right. But I think many times in my experience, black men will expect us to come for them. Right. They expect us to be on the front lines of the picket talking about black men's lives matter. But when it comes to black women, they just kind of take us for granted. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you guys don't have it as hard as we do. And I'm just like, okay, look, if I'm going to take care of you, which I do in a relationship, I expect you to take care of me too. And if it gets to the point where I feel like this is becoming very one-sided and you're not like taking care of me, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. So, so the thing is what I find, I think entering into my mid forties, And I think I started this once I got divorced was realizing to put my needs first. And I think it's really hard when you are um, 
nurtured to be or raised to be a nurturer, it's really hard mm-hmm. to take that step back and say, here's what I need. And on, on online dating or dating in general, especially in the early stages, there are a lot of people who are out there just going for their needs. And that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, mm-hmm. but also you be on the hunt too for your needs being met because I think eventually you hit a rhythm with someone you connect with and you start really caring about the other person's needs. But in the beginning, when you mm-hmm. were looking for something specific, you can't start out making sacrifices. You have to see what the actual need is. Like take the rose colored glasses off and let's see what you're really dealing with. And let's see if we connect. Mm-hmm. And then if we connect, I'll start to care about what your needs are. But at this point, it's like, I want to laugh. Yeah. I want to have adult conversation. I want to get out of my head. And if you can't do that for me at the outset, I don't really have the patience and time away from my kids to watch you be that mm. stew and you yeah. know, get the juices going. You need to get those juices going now. And but I think even if you're trying to do something casual, like I think the thing that I struggle with with this whole online thing is I think it's made men lazy, right? Like if they decide, let's say you hung out a couple of times and you're both like really feeling each other and you have great chemistry, you know, it's like a woman wants to be courted, right? Like you should be, you should be coming with something. And even if that's like a really sweet text or, you know, you don't necessarily have to hang out with me oh, while you, you have your kid. Good morning text. I'm like, I'm so, okay. I'm so yeah. tired of the random. No, no. I'm not talking like, about those. Oh, you're not so, talking about the good morning? Like, I'm not talking about the good morning. So, so just so that everybody knows what we're talking about is like, so one of the problems with online dating is like, let's say you have like, you have like 15 people who you've swiped right on. Right. And so you've got all of them in your queue there. And you're trying to discern like, okay, who should I really like meet out? And of course, every guy is all like, when are we going to meet out? You want to go for an evening walk? And you're like, uh, no, I don't want to like disappear in Rock Creek Park. Right. So, um, so, so it's funny because you'll have like 15 people that are like, good morning, good morning, babe. Good morning, beautiful. And you're like, is that all you got? Like, you want me to take time out at six o'clock in the morning to respond to a random good morning that you might send to everybody that you're dating. And it's just like, no, I would rather you wait until eight o'clock and say, hey, traffic is bad and looks like it's going to rain, you know, something like have some conversation, save the good morning, just assume my morning is good. Exactly. I mean, or just another thing that I that gets me is that you know, when you're, when you're in the texting phase before you've decided whether or not you want to give this person your number, ask me some questions about myself, especially if I'm asking you, right. I'm asking you about yourself and you're sharing with me, whatever you feel confident sharing, but like you ask me no questions. And I'm like, okay, this is a very one-sided situation. Okay. Hera rapid fire. Let's get through the pro. What do you put on your profile? And then we'll talk about the things that we look for on other people's profiles. And let's get this going. Rapid fire on topic. All right. All right. What's okay. On your profile? So my profile, I love to read, write, follow the news and politics and stay active. I can barely function in the morning without coffee, which Aisha knows is true. And I'm an unapologetic wine snob, which you also know is true. The child in my photo is not my niece. I am vaccinated. And guys, if there are bathroom selfies on your profile, I will never swipe right. <laughs> All right. Here's mine. Here's mine. 
Uh, as a child, I was really into books, outdoors, and adventures. Um, my actual profile is fully vaccinated. I'm loving life and all the wonderful things it has to offer, family, friends, unique experiences, and interesting adventures. And then um, the things that I'm interested in, see, I drink socially, never smoke, looking for something casual, have kids, don't want any. And I I do have some political um, things in there because mm-hmm. I don't want, you know, random dudes. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I got my astrological sign on there. But yeah. All right. I also have, I'm a great plus one because I'll make your friends laugh and look cute while doing it. Oh, I like that. I like that. No, I'm 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 an extrovert or introvert. So I will sit there and I will look at you. No. (laughs) I just, I really, like, I really love witty humor. And I'm one of those people, like, I think the best thing about comedians is when they can, they can drop something in their skit and then they can come back to it later and like really laugh. And so I'm the type of person that in a conversation, I will do that. (laughs) And people will always laugh because I'm like, it's funny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. Those are our profiles. Women looking for women. Uh, um, women looking for not women. women looking for women, women however looking. I kind of wish I was because I feel like I need to branch out well, yeah, no we're gonna have to ask some of um our SMC <sighs> friends to, to to get our heads around um what the the women looking for women situation is like I hear it's quite similar so women looking for men so now let's talk about let's dig into these profiles a little bit um does height matter we'll be right back after a quick break The heart behind the iMom podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on iMom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. So to me, it does, right? So because I'm not a very, like I, I grew up very tomboyish, right? I'm into like sports, you know, I'm not always wearing makeup and whatnot, but I like to feel like a girl. Right. I like when I'm with a dude to be like smaller than him Mm -hmm. and I'm not tall. I'm only five, six. Right. So like, it doesn't take that much. Uh Um, But, you know, I want to, when I hug a guy, I want to like lay on their chest. I don't want to just be like bumping heads with them. Right. So if he's also five, six or five, seven, it just gets awkward. And I'm also like not super skinny, you know, I'm, I don't consider myself overweight, but I simply like, I'm certainly not like you know, and I don't want to feel like if I sit on his lap, I'm going to break him. Uh-huh. And so I typically like guys who are, you know, five ten and above uh-huh. and kind of like not fat, but like stocky, like, you know, just large enough that he can wrap his arms around me and make me feel like a girl. My views on height have changed as I have. And so funny, you say you're five, six and you're like, I'm not that tall. I'm like, I'm five, seven and I'm the jolly green giant. Apparently like every time I'm <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, you're tall. And it's just like, okay, thank you. Um, so anyway, what I look for in terms of height, <laughs> I think my days of wearing heels are really gone. Like I've got mm-hmm. a two-year-old. I'm not trying to chase a two-year-old in heels. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then if I need to put on heels, I'm probably in a relationship with you. And I'm yeah. going to place grown up, real grown up that I need to wear heels with. And given that, if I'm with you that long, then, you know, height doesn't matter. So I decided, you know, that I normally would look for um, gentlemen who are 5'10 or, or taller. Um, and, you know, some 5'8s and 5'9s have slipped in. Mm-hmm. But I am now kind of like, you know, I'm 5'7. You could be 5'8. You could be five nine. You could be. Five, I mean, I've dated. I've dated guys who are five nine before. I think the awkward thing. This is going to sound weird. So, like, I have a long torso and short legs. So when I sit down next to a guy who has like short torso and long legs, who's like not that much taller, I look so much taller than him, and it's like not really. It's like a weird optical illusion. And so, like, there's like, pictures, and I'm just like, then the proportions that you're looking. For. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like if a guy is like tall enough, it won't make a difference, right? Like we'll sit down and he'll still be taller. It's just that like, I have a very long torso. And so like, it's weird when I sit down and I'll be like, oh, wow. All of a sudden, like you look so short. Uh Okay. Okay. So, so, so height, height. Okay. So height eh, doesn't really matter. You just have to be taller than me technically. And I've dated five, eight, you know, and that was fine. And let's see, I can't date a skinny man. My ex was skinny and I was just, I'm so completely turned off by skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I want a man with a little bit of meat um, who looks like they, they, they know what the gym is, but you know. And that's so my thing is like, I don't necessarily want a gym rat because I've dated a gym rat and it was like pretty hard to deal with because I felt like it was, it was like the male version of anorexia, right? Like just crazy right taking it to a crazy level and I I work out a lot right but like I still you know I'm not going to spend like four hours in the gym what I want is somebody who takes care of themselves because what I you know a lot of times and this is this is what guys do is funny I think women probably do this too but guys will take selfies where you just see their head and you're like, okay, I know there's something going on with your body because you don't have any shots with yeah, your body. I don't want anybody to be surprised. Yeah, I I take care of myself. So I I want somebody who also takes care of themselves. Like, so if you've got selfies and I can't see, you know, I can't actually see your body. I mean, I don't care if you have a few extra pounds on, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to show up to the date thinking that you have seen the inside of a gym in the last five years. And, and, and then I show up and you look like you're like one, you know, one hamburger away from a heartbeat or heart attack. (laughs) Well, I will say for me, having just moved, like, it's important for me to have someone who's been active, right. And who is physically active. Like, you know, I might be chasing my kids around. I might be like running here, running there. Mm -hmm. And I legit need someone who can keep up. And, you know, and so for me, not necessarily a gym, but, you know, have you hiked? Like, you know, a brisk walk, could right? go on a hike as a date and then right. you're not huffing and puffing and I'm not calling the ambulance because I'm worried that you've had some kind of crisis. Right. Can you help me lift heavy boxes? And I mean, I'll have one end, you have the other, but I can't be <laughs> carrying those. The so, that's it's actually deep. a good transition to the next topic. Uh-huh. Let's talk love languages. So, you know, I think that, you know, there's a, there's a book, the five languages of love, and there's a whole thing where you like take the, you, you know, you take the quiz and you find out. So the five languages for people who have not heard about this, there's physical touch, acts of service, um, words of affirmation, which is like, you know, I love you. I love you. I love you. Uh Um, There is uh, gifts, 
Um, and why am I forgetting the, the, the next one? Uh, all right, acts of oh, quality time, quality time. Quality time, yeah. Okay, so like when you take this quiz, which I encourage everyone to do because I think that the, the concept basically is like, we all have a certain way that we want to be loved, right? <laughs> so for example, there are people out there who are like, they want to hear every day, you're so sexy, I love you, blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And if they're not hearing that, they don't feel loved. And mm -hmm. so it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to date somebody who has the same love languages as you. You just have to be aware of what theirs are and right. be willing and able to actually give them what they need. So for example, right. I'm not a cheerleader. So like, I'm not the type of person that's going to just like constantly affirm people with words because... Mm -hmm it's just not who I am. Right. Like I try, I've tried to do that before for partners and I will try my hardest, but uh -huh. I just, that's just not my personality to be all like, Oh, you're so amazing. And like, Oh, so you're hot. Cause like my assumption is like, okay, well we're together. Like, I think you're hot. Right. Right. Not that uh -huh. I won't say that every once in a while, it's just like, not something that it's not something that like I naturally do every day all day. If you're waiting, if you're waiting on it for a lifeline, you might be on a life support for a while. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm more apt to like touch you uh -huh. or, you know, do something for you uh -huh. than to, to do that. But like, for me, my love language is, you know, I, I lead with like quality time and acts of service mm -hmm. because for me, like, I mean, I think we, we mentioned this in the last episode, but like, if, if my kid is sick and somebody just like drops off chicken noodle soup because they're mm -hmm. just, they just want to do something nice for me and, and, and they want to help me like that to me is so sexy, right? Mm -hmm. Like just take care of me. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not a gift person, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes I like gifts and it's nice if you want to bring me flowers, like that's cool. But, but I'm, I'm very much into like the quality time that you spend with me because my thing is, it's like, if you really, if you're really into me, you'll make it happen. Right. And, I think that when you spend quality time with somebody, it's like telling them that you care about them. And when you do something for them, it's also telling you, telling them that you care about them. I love to be touched. It's just not my leading love language. Right. So, mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so I, I, I took the, um, the five love language quiz back in 2012. So I, I took it again because, you know, we change over time. Mm -hmm. So I took it again recently. And so I am 29% acts of service, 26% words of affirmation, 23% quality time, 13% physical touch and 10% receiving gifts. Like I am, I'm a minimalist. Mm -hmm. And the things that I have, I don't like having two of things. I mm -hmm. just, I, I will, I will wear a watch until it dies and the straps disintegrate. You know, yeah, I am, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not that person. I've, I've moved a number of different places and I purged each time. I am just not a gift. I've stole, I've sold every gift that an ex has ever bought me. Oh. Um, so I am not, a, I'm not a gift person. Give me flowers. They die eventually and I can throw them away and they don't take up space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I totally agree. Like <laughs> I see, I guess my thing is like people, people can gift with time and with like helping you with things, you know? Right. Right. Um, like okay. I I own a house and mm -hmm. there's things that need to be fixed. And I love fixing stuff, but I think we talked about this before because Aisha just got a house and like, you know, you needed help painting. And like to me, that's like 
that is something that if a guy was willing to do, I mean, come on. What is your way to get in Aisha's pants? Go help her fucking paint. (laughs) You are are singing singing my songs. I'm going to get to that. So I show up and that's my my acts of service and kind of quality time. And I talk a lot. So all three of those are like, you know, really, they really speak to who I am. Things I am reliable. I show up. And that's, you know, that's the best thing that I can do for my friends. I might not always have the words. I might not be able to afford the gift, but I will show up and I will sit with you and I will talk with you and I will prioritize you. And so liability, right? Like that's so important. It's like, another thing that I, I think is really hard is that a lot of these men out here, they don't respect our time. I've gotten to the point where it's like, you know, if I move things around in my day to see you. If I, if we had plans for me, since I don't have a co-parent to rely on, I've, I've probably paid someone to watch my kids or I've moved meetings or, or whatnot. And I don't want to, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to be a jerk, but my time is money. I, I get paid very well for what I do. And, and so me making time for you is something that I have done that is a big deal. So if you flake on me at the last minute, the the message it sends to me is that I don't actually care about you. We'll be right back after a quick break. Hey parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. Right. Well, for me, you know, acts of service is is my love language. And so I I had a suture who had been trying to to date me for quite a long time during the pandemic. And now that, you know, I'm vaccinated, I was like, yeah, but I legit just brought a house. And so I am going to be so caught up in trying to prepare for the house and I'm going to have friends and family offering to help, you know, watch the kids. So I will have some time while I am doing house prep work to possibly have some quality time with you. And the suitor was like, oh, it just sounds like you want someone to come paint. And I was like, cool, if that's the way you see it. So I'm going to get off the phone night right now so that I can go paint. I mean, the thing that's crazy about that is like, I envision, you know, you could have, you could have ordered a nice dinner, even if it was pizza, you could have all, you know, you could have been wearing like both wearing crappy clothes that you didn't mind getting dirty and -hmm. just had fun painting with each other. That is so hot. I mean, if a guy came over and said that he was going to like paint the fence in my backyard, I'd be like, that's awesome. We can do it together and make a really fun date out of it. It could have been so many things, but it wasn't right. And so I was just left feeling, wow, you're real petty. And I'm going to go over here and continue adulting. Right. And so it's like, it's not that hard. Like, that's the thing that is so troubling to me about these dudes. It's like, I wonder if there are women out here who just have zero expectations for them. I'm not sure. I will tell you that I did have a conversation with one guy who was pretty, you know, gruff or rude with me. He just said, you know, 
I, I, I'm a, I'm a bit, you know, rough around the edges. That's just how I am. And it's just like, but that's just not going to work for me. And I just really need men to do better because it can't be that this is just how I am because male female relationships don't have to be always insulting or degrading. Like, I don't know anybody who would get up in the morning and say, yes, I want to see this person who calls me, you know, things that are not other than beautiful or that are not flattering, you know, or I guess that's the thing. It's like, gosh, like I, I don't know. I just, it's dating has become such a challenge. And I don't know if it's because we are kind of both spend like the better part of the last decade having babies. Right. So Mm -hmm. obviously dating was not our primary thing to do. Right. But I think so. So now that we are on the other side of having babies, I think, you know, my worry is that are all the guys who are capable of adulting in adult relationships and really like reciprocating, are they all taken? I don't know if they're all taken because I've seen some of the men who are taken in like, yeah, no, I'm good. Um, but maybe they're not born yet. I don't know. Um, oh my gosh, but but will, a whole other thing, right? I'm glad for my daughters, but maybe they will have good guys. I will tell you, I saw a meme on um, Facebook that said something like, this is the first generation where men have to come, they have to come with substance and they have to be likable. And mm-hmm. some people just are not likable and they don't know how to function outside of the, the numbers are in my favor. Come get me now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, yeah, I'm going to sit this one out for a decade because yeah. I'm not going to come get you. And I mean, I will say that like in the past week, I've, I've had a lot of, I've done a lot of soul searching about like, okay, Hera, what do you want? What do mm-hmm. you really want? Mm-hmm. And what I've come to is I'm like, you know, I'm pretty happy with my life. I love my kids. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have this great family, even if it's just me and my kids, I have an amazing house, a great job. I live in a great city. And so when I get into a relationship, when I meet someone awesome, I'm going to have to want to be with you because you add something to my life, not take away from it. So the situation that I was in, I was just like, you know, like, I think I was saying to you, like Robin Arzon has this amazing quote where she's like, if it doesn't increase my vibration or my bank account, then the answer is no. Yeah. And so, you know, for the past week I've been thinking, I'm like, this isn't making me happy. This is like draining my energy. When I'm in a relationship with someone or I'm meeting someone, like I want, when I, when I see your text or when I see your phone call come through, I want to get excited and happy and be Mm -hmm. like, wow, I actually want to talk to this person. If that's not happening, then I don't have time for that. Yeah. And for me, it's like when I am in my element and I am really feeling myself and feeling great, it doesn't matter who's around you glow. Right. And it's just like, I I want somebody who's going to glow up someone who's going to make me glow up. And I just want somebody who is just going to get out of their heads and let's go and have some fun. Let's go and do this. And I can tell you like the reason why I'm like, I'll keep it casual is because I haven't really had a hard time dating when I want to date. It's always, there's always going to be somebody who wants to be there to help you have that good time. And so, so yeah, so I'm, I'm going to chill and I'm going to relax and then I'm going to rebuild my roster once I get settled in this house. But Hera, you and I, 
We're going out on the yeah, top. Yeah, we gotta go we're out gonna, and just we're like, gonna do it. I've got some, I got some, some cute outfits that I've been waiting to be done um, nursing. So I am ready. I'm rearing. Oh my gosh, I have no cute know, outfits. I have like yoga pants. <laughs> no, yoga, yoga pants will work. We will make yoga fun. We will make yoga hella. Oh sick. my gosh. But awesome. you know, but it's just like you know, let's go out there and let let's do this. And so for me, my end goal is that I want to live the most out of this life and I want to have the most fun. And when I don't have my kids around, I'm letting the hair down and I'm going to put on those clothes in the back of my closet, you know, and I'm going to be, I'm going to surround myself with good people and good energy. And the thing is, is that when you do that and you're having fun and you're glowing from the inside out, that Mm -hmm. attracts so much. It attracts men, it attracts women, it attracts free drinks. It attracts uh-huh. attention. It attracts Maybox. It attracts, like, I, I can't tell yeah. you the number of times I've been out with my girls just doing our thing. And we uh-huh. will just, things will descend upon us. We have had amazing so, adventures. Yeah. I think like, I've been thinking a lot about like, what do I want out of this next year? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, you know, as SMCs, we spend so much time in the, you know, the, the family making Uh, and and the parenting, right? Because we are a hundred percent parents, you know, we're not like this 50, 50, which I love when I see it in the profile, it's like, I'm a 50, 50 parent. It's like, are you really a 50, 50 parent? Like, even when you don't have your kids, you're still a parent, but okay. That's a whole different thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think we spend so much time that sometimes our identity as women gets like so wrapped up in our kids. And so, one thing I've been thinking about lately is I'm like, you know, for the next year, what do I want to focus on? And I think what I want to focus on is like reclaiming the identity that I have. That's not attached to my kids. Right. Mm -hmm. So like who is Hera when she's not with her kids Mm -hmm. and trying to really create a good balance in my life? Because I think that we talk so much about it at work, right? We're like, Oh, work-life balance. But Mm -hmm. I think as a society, we don't talk enough about when is mommy time, like me time and when is the time with the kids? And I've tried to like be really conscious about carving out time. Like the first thing I do in the morning is I get on my, my bike and I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, I'm putting my earbuds in mm-hmm. and you can come in my room and you can watch TV. You can watch me, but like, don't bother me because for this hour, this is mommy time. Well, I will, t- I will tell you. Um, so I love that you said balance, um, because that is one of the words that I use with my friend who comes through all the time. And, you know, we've been friends for, you know, I had a holiday party at my house and, um, he came, um, with, uh, with another friend and, you know, we've just been in each other's orbit, you know, since then. And he's one of the people that I'm like, you know, I will tell him like, look, I need some balance in my life. Aisha needs balance. So, hey, can we get together? Can we hang out? You know, because I need to get back to me. And he's that one person that I can go to and just, you know, be casual and free and just real open with my emotions, my feelings, my conversation. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm going to challenge you with over the next six months. Yeah. That when you, when you're like, Aisha, I met a new guy and I'm going to be like, what does Hera want? And I think I've, I've said this <laughs> yeah. a few times, you know, I need you to recenter Hera and not worry so much, especially in the early stages about what these guys are saying, what they're doing. Is Hera happy? Is Hera and I think that's the thing. Hera? I'm so used to being a caretaker, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that so many of us 
are in that caretaker mode all the time. And so we have to step back and be like, okay, is this an equal, is this relationship starting on an equal foot? And if it's not, then if, if it's not equal in the beginning, chances mm-hmm. are it ain't going to be equal ever. Right. You know? if, it's not, if it's not feeding you, get out. So before we, I want to pause and go back to a couple of things. All right. Love languages. Guys, every guy's love language is not physical touch. I'm going to need you to take the quiz. It's not physical touch. And if it is physical touch, tell me your second love language because you can also enjoy sexual relationships and sexual relations without leading with physical touch. Like that's not what it means. All right. Number two, no pictures by the urinals. Oh my gosh. Fresh pictures. Have some, have a friend take a picture. Please do not crop out your ex where we still see hair and arms or, and limbs. You know, you can set your phone on a timer, right? Yeah. You can place it on something, set it on a timer, and take a selfie take where a we can actually selfie. see your body. Yes. Okay. And then no pictures in front of urinals. Mm-hmm. Okay. No fish pictures. Like, okay, fine. You caught a big fish that does not translate to a big pee-pee. But what? Oh, geez. Really? apparently that's a thing but like or they think it's a thing I don't know it's just I don't know show me the goldfish and surprise me there (laughs) I am so (laughs) waiting for a dude to like have a picture of the goldfish I think it'd be so funny (laughs) oh my gosh but that's a thing look what I caught (laughs) so anyway um okay uh and then you know recognize your partner's love language uh let's see um if somebody bought a new house Please do not say I don't fix things and I get irritated when my family members ask me to fix things. That's a red flag. Um, yeah, fixing stuff is hot. Like I might have a mini crush on the electrician because he's right. hot and he fixes right. stuff. <laughs> and don't lie about your height. There are women out there who will love you whether you're five, seven, five, eight. I've seen some pretty damn hot looking five, seven. I would rather someone be honest. I just don't want to show up and like get all pretty. And then I come over there. The first thing you did was lie. Wow. I'm like, I'm five, six and you are shorter than me. (laughs) Um, So on, on dating black men, I date black men. I also have dated non-black men and I, I, I will date anybody who will make me laugh and who looks like they are active and can keep up with me. Uh, I have a wicked sense of humor uh, and I am just loving life. So I am open to whatever the universe has out there for me. Uh, so I yeah. have a hard time with the whole race thing. And I probably am like a racist dater. Uh-huh. And that I just I I love me some black men. Well, there's a, there's something about a black man swag that I think at the same time, like I'm just having a really hard time because, like I said before, I just don't know if they come for us the same way we come for them. And I mean, massage massage noir is something that is yeah. real out there across all races. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that the universe is just not always rooting for black women, but yeah. black women are rooting for each other and themselves. And so it's a numbers game, but women don't have to settle. I refuse to settle. I treat myself with love and respect. I treat my girls with love yeah. and respect. I treat my friends with love and respect. And I am perfectly willing to say that's a sexy ass man, but he is not for me because he is not coming for me. And yeah. I'm cool with that. Like love who you love, but there's a disproportionate number of people who are out there dating people who 
they are not really in love with, but they are in love with the, um, what do you call it? The um, idea of that. privilege. No, they are in love with. Oh the yeah. So it's interesting because I just had this conversation with my sister today where we were talking about like why black men date, like the black men who date predominantly outside of his or their race. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she made an excellent point where she was like, you know, could it be that either consciously or subconsciously they're trying to earn white adjacency because they already have male privilege. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what would bring them closer to having the same kind of privilege as a white man? And even though, you know, okay, dating a white woman or marrying a white woman, is not going to give you white man privilege. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that, that it could be a subconscious, like I'm trying to climb the privilege ladder or mm-hmm. perhaps climb, you know, have my kids climb the privilege ladder. I think what's really challenging is that a lot of black women and, you know, a lot of black women, I know we want to date black men and we hear things like black men saying, Oh, it's just harder to date black women. And I think one of the things that black women struggle with, at least I struggle with, you know, people will say, Oh, you're so hard to deal with or what have you. And it's like, I think that we deal with so much BS in the world that we kind of have to have this hardened exterior. And it doesn't mean that we want the hardened exterior. We want to trust someone enough to be soft with them. And and I think that's the thing. It's like, you can't just come at us and expect us to be vulnerable with you if you're not providing a safe space for that. And so, yeah, you're going to be met with barriers and walls until you can prove that we can trust you. Yeah, I think for me, um, for me, what I look at is a person's whole resume, right? Not just their dating resume, but who do you stand up for? Who do you stand with? Who do you stand beside? And, you know, a lot of people are not necessarily walking that walk. So, you know, I look, I'm a diehard loyalist for 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 my race and for people in general, for marginalized groups in general. But that doesn't mean that I don't see who shows up for people who look like me, for people who embody the same um, gender identity that I embody, people who, who, who yeah. are black and you know people who 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 support other marginalized individuals and i'm sorry at the end of the day that's at the core of who i am and if you're not showing up i'm sorry you know that is kind of what i live and breathe and i'm always going to be out there fighting the good fight to the extent that i can mm-hmm. And if you're not doing that and you're not aligned with that, I'm not going to hate you, but I know that we can't walk this walk together. I'll see you on the by and by. I'll wave at you from a distance. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to protecting women and getting out there and supporting Black women, that's important. And I think some people take for granted the fact that Black women birth both um, babies, general babies. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm going to march for Black women. I'm going to march for um, transgender women. I'm going to march for Black men, you know. But I'm also looking at who shows up for me. And in these last days of my life, I'm going to start showing up for those who show up for me. And it's interesting. I was just talking to a guy from, from a dating app who was activist for Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. and. I asked him point blank. I was like, you know, Hey, listen, I was transparent with him. I was like, look, 
I, you know, I'm co-host of a podcast and we're doing a data episode. So I have some questions, right. And he was sport. Uh, and he was, he was very, very honest and transparent. And I was like, Hey, listen, like you're a black man, you identify as a black man. Do you predominantly date black women or do you date outside of your race? And he was like, I mostly date white women. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so you are a black lives matter advocate or activist and you don't date black women. Mm-hmm. And I asked him why. Well, and, because black men's lives matter. Right. And that's that's the takeaway I had. I was like, so basically when you say black lives matter, you say you're thinking and feeling black men matter. Right. Um, because you actually aren't. It, it's one thing if you happen to be with a white woman, but you have dated black women. But to be one of those men who's like, oh, I don't I don't date black women. Mm -hmm. And his excuse was that, oh, it's because of where I live. I don't care what state you are in in the union. Right. You can't use the excuse of there are no black people in my area. I lived in Seattle. Right. Right. Let me tell you, let me tell you, every white person who sees you as a black person is going to be like, I got a black friend. They're not going to say I got a black friend. They're going to be like, oh, I have a friend. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, okay. Like I, I totally understand the fact that in certain places, yes, you might run into more people outside of your race. I mean, for God's sake, we both work in tech, right? So we're like one of few black people and probably like the only black women who we work with. However, I still think that if you want to date a black woman, you will find a black woman to date. I think it's just, they're lying to themselves. In the age of online dating, is that really an excuse? And that's my thing. I'm like, excuse me. And then he also said he spent like half his time in DC. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me that you You live part-time in the chocolate city and you cannot find a black woman to date? Come on, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, let that one just be a dot, dot, dot. I'm a call bullshit on him. (laughs) All right. So let's talk real quick before we wrap about the nuts and bolts of dating. Right. So we know that we are single moms by choice and there may be other women out there who are listening to the podcast and also men who are like, all right, how do y'all do it? Right. What, like when it really, when the rubber hits the pavement, how are you negotiating without going broke? So one, okay. So this came up in our space and we got some pretty good advice on how to navigate dating. And so I tried some of that advice when I went back out there and was dating. And so, um, so first I don't do evening dates where I have to get a sitter. Um, So like no walk in the park at night with someone you don't know. (laughs) I I would like to return home to my Um, who, by the way, was also the Black Lives Matter advocate who doesn't date Black women. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> no. So I do a lot of um, afternoon dates because I do have a lunch hour. So I'll do dessert. I'll do coffee. I'll do lunch. Um, so I don't have to get a sitter until I'm ready to invest in a relationship um, or a situationship or something. Um, and so for me, that's how I kind of keep it, keep it cheap, keep it breezy. You know, I look, you know, midday cute, you know, but I literally legit have some place to go. So let's get the, let's get on with the show. And then I have yeah. it out, you know, I get cute, we eat, we talk, and then I go. And so then, you know, we, we continue. And so for me at that stage in the game, early stage, that's what I do. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, there's, there are not many feelings that are worse than paying for a sitter 
And five minutes into the date, you're like, I would rather hang out with my kids and watch Moana right now. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can, you can recover. Like I've had situations where I'm like, okay, within the first five minutes, this is not happening. And I'll just go and like, you know, shop at Target or something. Right. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I totally agree with you. Find times when you don't actually have to hire help. And, you know, it can be one thing that's also really nice about the daytime date for the first date is that there's not a lot of pressure and there's always an excuse. Like you can be like, Oh, works paging me. I'm really sorry. I have to leave and then vanish and never talk to that person again. Right. So yeah, there's a, there's, I think dating during the day, finding time. But again, I've noticed that a lot of guys try to avoid that, which I find strange, you know, they're always trying to talk you into like a drink at night. And I'm like, I don't want to go out for drinks with you. It's not strange because they are leading with what they want. They want you to get drinks. They want you to get kind of in the mood Mm -hmm. and then they want to spring on you. And it's just like, yeah, that there are some men out there. I don't care how drunk I am. I still don't want to hook up with you. Look, at the end of the day, I am just not doing that right now no charity apps (laughs) let's move let's move into the second phase right okay so one of the things that also came up so I was asking so how do you um broach the topic of what your needs are as an SMC what makes your needs unique in a dating situation and so I got some pretty got some pretty good advice where it was just like so what I my takeaway was that I need to look at the people that I'm dating, prospective dates, mm-hmm. the way that I would look at my family and introduce an SMC topic that oh, I can't yeah. expect them to know what an SMC is. I have to explain to them. I can't expect them to know what my unique needs are. I have to tell mm-hmm. them. And so I tried that um, with, the, with a few people and it's worked out pretty well, kind of setting the expectations. Yeah ahead of time. Look, uh, my time is limited. You know, here's the situation. Every time I go out with you, there's a financial overhead. And so the dates that I'm going to spring on and plan are typically going to be budget dates because it's a super expensive date for me when I look at the whole entire packet. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, let them make adjustments according. I don't care if you take me on cheap budget dates as well. Because, you know, I have my own and right now, you know, my my love languages are, you know, um, acts of service and, you know, quality time, words. So we need to yeah. talk. We need to text. We need to go out. Any combination of the three doesn't have to be super expensive, but we're adults. So let's do adult things. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely am. Not, like, I'm not one of those people that has to go on an expensive date. You know, I'd be just as happy going for a walk or going for a hike or something like that. Um uh, or, you know, going for coffee, like, come on, it's like mm-hmm. five bucks. If you can't right. afford five bucks, then like we, you probably shouldn't be dating. Right. Uh, and so I definitely, I definitely agree there. I think, I think it's, it's what's interesting is it also is just, I, what I've noticed at least internet dating is, is just so much emotional energy because it's like finding a needle in the haystack. And then you kind of have to be in it to win it, you know? And so you have to commit a certain amount of time a day to really be trying to talk to these people. And you also have to commit to going out and meeting people. And I think the hard thing is, is that there's not enough hours in the day Mm-hmm. to do this. So even if you're going on a coffee date, I mean, I've been on a couple of coffee days where I'm just like, as soon as I see you, I know that you've lied on your profile. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I 
don't want to be here. I just want to get my coffee and go to work. And, um, I think that the older you get, I think when, you know, when I was in my twenties, I, I was always worried about being too nice. You know, I was like, Oh, you know, somebody came out to meet me and like, I want to be nice. And now I'm just like, you know what? I, I don't have time for this. No, you got to be surgical with it. You got to be really good at vetting the questions. And, you know, people use the, 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 the veil of the internet to ghost you. They use the veil of the internet to be internet bullies. Use the veil of the internet to ask the questions that you want answers to and to walk away from conversations that are not, you know, up to your standards. So if somebody mm-hmm. says something dumb, you don't have to respond. Like somebody was like, I was like, you know, what's your love language? And don't tell me what's your... And, if it's touch, tell me your second language. And it was just like something else. And then, you know, we went, we had one exchange and then he was like, do you like to cuddle at night? Like, where the hell did that come from? And I also think, so it's really interesting to me, like, (laughs) as I get older as as an adult, who's like had enough experience, you know, with, with different relationships. I think that what you would view, what some people view as traditionally more intimate is not what I would find for example, like just physically having sex to me is like not as intimate as actually sleeping with someone. And so I will straight kick someone out of my bed. I'll be like, you got to go home. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I don't feel terrible about that. Cause I'm like, you know, not that like having sex isn't intimate, but like, it's not to me, there's, there's a lot of things that come with, uh, with, with just intimacy that are more than just intimacy is not just is not just sex you know when I think of intimacy I think of two people under the covers fully dressed whispering right and it's just like Mm -hmm. no one's there but the two of you you don't have to whisper but you do because Mm -hmm. just because right like what you'll share with the person of yourself I mean I've been in relationships and I haven't shared my whole self with someone just because it just you know, it hasn't, it, it, I either don't feel safe or whatever. So, um, I think it's interesting because I think there's a lot of men out there who just make assumptions oh. that it's not a big deal to, to, to do something. It's like, I don't want you snoring in my bed. Like, yeah, that's okay. I, I'm okay going to your place and I will drive myself home, um, at the end of it, just so that I can sleep alone. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And, and yeah, physical touch, if physical touch is your love language is not going to work for me because I get touched out all day, every day mm-hmm. with four little hands and I'm over it. Like, you know, I, I it's also I, quality versus quantity, you know, <laughs> it's like, come on. Like, I'm not, I'm not the type of person that is going to be out in public and someone's going to be like, Oh, get a room. Like, I'm you just like, like, don't, don't, don't grope me. Don't do it. Don't do it. So anybody who's like, yeah, my physical touch is leveling. No, 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 no. So <laughs> I'm going to lead with this. And if you, and, and if it's too much for me, it's just so, so much of a turnoff. Like I am an yeah, yeah. person when I'm in a relationship, but not that way, not that way. Anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I guess to, 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 to leave it here, I am, I, uh, I know there's lots of women in our space who are, who are dipping their toes in the dating pool. And there's also lots of women who are in the middle of trying to have a baby and they're just not there yet, but they're curious as to like, you know, when I have babies, can I date? And here's my answer. You absolutely can. You just have to be very organized and very strategic. And you have to like, like I just said, like, don't give your energy to someone who does not deserve your energy. Yeah. And I think friends 
be comfortable asking for what you want and be comfortable walking away from situations that don't value you. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what other people are going to say, what other people are going to think. Walk away. You won't mm-hmm. regret it. You will not regret it. Absolutely. And I think as an SMC, the thing that is really awesome is that even if people do not ultimately choose to go this path, I do think that the option to go this path, I think has women making better relationship choices. Because if you were one of those women who's maybe in your late twenties or early thirties and hasn't decided if you want to be an SMC or not, just keep thinking like, look, you don't have to put up with this BS, right? You can get into another relationship even and see if you can, you know, maybe you're waiting until you're getting to 35 or whatever your number is. Uh, but you, you don't have to put up with bullshit. And I will tell you, I was you in 2012. I was you. I was in in a relationship that looked like it was going to lead to marriage and it just did not. But at that point in my life, I had already known that SMC was a potential path. And so that breakup was not as devastating as it could have been if I thought that that was my last chance to have a child. I knew that I was going to dust myself off. I was going to process that breakup. And then in 2013, I was going to try. And then by 2014, I had my daughter. Mm -hmm. So what I will say is, you know, keep your options open. Date, lean fully into that, but know that there's another option. And if that dating doesn't work out, you can still have your kid and keep on moving. The dating game is not going to change. I I tell you, I stepped out to have my first daughter and I looked back in after she was like one and I was like, oh, no, no, it was still the same. It had not even changed. And then I was like, I'm going to take a time out and have my second. And then when I had my second, I took a look out. The dating game still has not changed. It is the same game. So go take your time out, live your life, come back to it. It'll still be here. Well, Pod, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you like what you heard, share us with your girlfriends. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So tell us what you thought of this episode on social media. On Facebook, we are at Mocha SMC Podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Mocha SMC. You can find additional information on the topics from the podcast at our website at mochasmc.com. Till next time, Pod. Bye now.